Okay, welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk podcast. This is bottle number 63. I'm Nestor, joined here by Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints. And for today, it's uh, two two laptops. Um, we're doing a virtual pod. Um, Due to unforeseen circumstances. Yeah, so last time we did this, it was because uh, you had been afflicted with the big C. Yeah. Uh, this and time, <laughs> what? No, no, I, I, you know what? I, I hate calling it Big C now, man, because I, I, I forget that people call that cancer that. I'm just like, damn, you know, that's. Oh, uh, it reduces it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, COVID. But I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you have you had you had it, and um, you know, just out of precaution, I, I went to take a test, and I don't know if I have it, but you know, I was exposed to it, so, you know, there's a. There's a smite, slight chance, even though I'm fully vaxxed. Um, but yeah, uh, so we're just we're doing everything we can to uh, to uh, just uh, abide by, uh, I guess, COVID protocol, social distance, yeah, or whatever. Because it would make us hypocritical to hang out and still do the pod when when well, I didn't as much, but most of the soccer community chastised. Uh, uh, Vestin McKinney so you know <laughs> we're not you know we're not gonna turn the other cheek and act like we didn't talk about that so yeah we're gonna play by the rules <laughs> um but yeah man uh despite any you know health concerns we are planning to get this show on the road and um where do you want to begin man I mean there's man loads to unpack yeah there's a, a lot so much has happened man it, it, it's been a juicy week um and uh I mean, the one thing that I guess we could start off with, because I, I kind of take notes as we go on th- through the week. So we did on Wednesday and Thursday right away. There was some some news concerning the World Cup. Um, Arsene Wenger has been like a real p- proponent of the whole um, two year. Every two years we'll have a World Cup. So we've had it every four years. Now it's now they're extending or they're trying to half that and do it every every two years every other year basically um and honestly i don't see i i find that kind of to be blasphemous i think it's i think it's more egregious against football than than the super league, the super league was. yeah can you hear me yeah, yeah. no 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 i just wanted to let you uh yeah yeah i wanted to let you around that because i totally agree i and this will this is what leads me to believe that there can be issues of you know buying it you know buying that take that's propaganda that's being spewed to make it sound like, like it's okay because you get guys like ronaldo fenomeno as well arson mm-hmm. and and more big heads mm-hmm. i mean i'm talking about monumental head you know that's gonna that's gonna turn people's heads and like Shit. I mean, yes. well, well, when you get voices that have um, weight to them, like someone like Ronaldo, Arsene Wenger, there's been a couple of others that have been kind of uh, in favor of it as well. Ronaldo's reasoning is like, well, like I I was injured and I almost missed the 2002 World Cup. It's like, well, the specialness of the World Cup is because it happens every four years. If it happens every two years, it loses a lot of its shine. It loses a lot of its importance. Um, and players are trying so hard to make it because it's such a 
you know, it's a rare thing. A player can only participate in maybe, I don't know, two, three, maybe four. If you're like one of those players that plays a long time, which is never guaranteed in sports. And even at a high level. So for um, for these guys to take away a lot of the specialness to it, it's I, I find it to be disrespectful to the sport. I think the World Cup in general is the um, it, it's the benchmark for for all of football because everyone's paying attention to it. It's the most important uh, tournament in within football. I feel like everyone's seasons and their play and everything it leads up to the World Cup or trying to make it to the World Cup, you know? Hello? Hello? Are we having some issues here? Are you there, bud? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Uh, no, I, I couldn't, man. You were, you were MIA for a bit. No, no, I was hearing you. I was talking I was talking back, and then I realized that you weren't hearing me. I was like, ah. And this is the risk you run with the virtual stuff. But no, uh -huh. yeah, totally. Totally, I, I agree. Um, and let's be honest, let's call it what it is. It's a money grab by FIFA. It, it is a big chance for a bunch of, you know, you know, municipalities to capitalize and and sell tickets and make, um, you know, for example, like a country like Brazil, a main venue, and have them profit and all, you know, whoever would get yeah. up every other second, you know, cycle, or whatever. It's like it's it, it's obviously a money grab and. Uh, and it's funny that the that the UEFA and FIFA people were like clutching their their pearls when the whole um, Super League thing happened. It's like, oh, it's just greed, yeah, blah blah blah. But. Yeah. <laughs> the World Cup generates so much money, and you guys are here trying to milk it for, for its soul, really. Dude, um, it, you know how insane that would be, though. Like, you know how every four four years they make uh, a country's bid on, on hosting a World Cup. Mm -hmm. Now you you basically double the amount of bids within that amount of time. It's you know simple math, man. These these guys are gonna make so much money if it goes through and. They already have the capital as it is, so that's how they're buying these opinions, or they're making you know some of the world's most elite icons in football their puppets right now. You know that's what they are, and um, yeah, and they don't care about ruining their reputation or or their standing within the game. Yeah, exactly. Because Ronaldo, when Ronaldo speaks, you listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ronaldo Nazario, like he, like oh, this guy's talking. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna hear this guy. Now you're yeah. gonna see all these records being broken. Like when you think about goal scoring records, for example, within the World Cup, Miroslav Klose is like, that's wow, that's that's unachievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're gonna see that broken in, you know, two or three tournaments within a span of six years. Right. You know, you know, people in the past have worked their ass off, and that's not to say that oh well, we're just gonna you know worship the past and you know there's a lot of that, but for the World Cup, it takes away that glimmer. It's a it's a cash grab. And uh, I think it's disrespectful to the sport. Yeah, Please. but and you know what it is too, um, or like the aspect that bothers me is is or the you know the only people that seem concerned with this happening are is the players and the coaches, and the the players mm -hmm. who just retired maybe a few years ago. Um, like you know, I, I've seen Busquets talk about it. I've seen other managers. And like you know, they're like, man, a World Cup every two years, like the the toll that would have on players and their legs. 
I mean, it's it's not to mention obviously they play the Euros and yeah, Gold Cup shit like that. But the World Cup is different, man. Like you're not gonna have a dude half-assing it, you know, like like some players can afford to in a you know a regional tournament. You know, these guys are really gonna fight to the death for these matches. There's gonna be so many injuries, uh, fixture congestion, and and overall, I think it's gonna it's gonna affect the quality of, pardon me, uh, club football. So there's just so many cons to this and maybe mm-hmm. a few pros i mean who doesn't love f- more football right we love it but it, it just dilutes what the world cup means to me mm-hmm. what it means to the players that have already played it which which is so surprising and annoying to me that ronaldo and phenomeno is, is, is having that take you know like you someone with two world cups like those yeah. those two world cups they mean the world if yeah. if you're getting the if if let's say in 30 years after they they try to do this right there's a player that has four World Cups. It's not going to mean the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a thing. And it's ironic, too, because, for, you know, a, for a player that suffered so much from health issues, albeit not really due to the fact that he that he overworked himself, it was just, you know, he had health issues. Man, like, you know, pushing this this kind of tournament to become, you know, bi- biennial, it's only going to lead to more careers being cut short or the likelihood of more careers being cut short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like for everything that went against his career, you know, he's fighting a, a for it now, and it's like, ah, man, it, it annoys me. But uh, I've seen people have the take where, yeah, I'd love to have a, a World Cup every two years. It's like what we said, though. You know, you can't have Christmas every day, man. Yeah, it's not a party if it happens every day. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and yeah, that that's my take on it, man. Uh, I think we can. That's probably the the one take we can agree with, like wholeheartedly, and not not to have any. Yeah, disagree. well. Yeah, well, FIFA is uh, is deciding to bypass UEFA altogether and leading it to a vote for, for um, like a popular vote, basically. And a lot of the countries with the highest amount of populations, you know, they're going to have the biggest votes. Yeah. Um, China, United States, uh, the, the countries like India, for example. Oh, India. There's a lot of people that they don't really follow football that closely, so they don't care about the sanctity of the sport, per right. se. But they love the World Cup. You know, how many how many people, we're based in, in L.A. and in, in the U.S., so how many people are like, oh, I only watch it when the World Cup happens? And yeah. You hear it all yeah. the time, you know? So, yeah. So for them, having a World Cup every two years is like, oh, shit, that's awesome. You know, like, I, I would definitely want that. Just like the, yeah. the, the Super League. Um you know, but what the Super League would do is it, it would actually be, you know, competitive. It would be a year in, year out thing. This would, I don't know. And they're going to expand it to more teams as well. <laughs> I don't want to see St. Kitts versus fucking, uh, I don't know. What's a shitty country that, that you know, uh, Kazakhstan, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't want to see that game. But that's what's going to happen. Anyway, um, so yeah, enough about the World Cup and just, you know, football being destroyed little by little. Um, uh, let's move on to the next topic. Um, well, it was a juicy week, by the way. Like, a lot a lot happened. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see, what, what else? Um, I mean, I guess this is kind of big news, but it's like a developing thing as we speak. The whole Ronald Koeman thing. Ronald not having a great start. Uh, Messi pendencia is is over, and it's showing. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you? Uh, what are your two cents about Barcelona's uh, frailties at the moment? 
Um, well, you know, we're looking at a team that that doesn't have the depth that they used to have. You know, they, you know, obviously they they lost the best player um, they've ever had and ever will have. And now it's like a it's a new era, right? But my biggest problem with what's been constructed, you know, in that franchise right now is just the lack of identity. I, I watched the last match. Um, you know. They they barely tied it at the at the end, and I would say even luckily because their whole tactic the whole game was just to cross it in, cross it in, and cross it in again. Even if it didn't benefit the situation, um, even before they subbed on Luke Dejong, who has been a non-factor for me. In fact, he's kind of regressed the team. He's making Brathwaite look like an actual footballer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Serginho Dest, I think his you know when the rest of the defense is ass it only makes his fuck ups look even bigger so he's out all out of whack uh barca look terrible but even taking into account all of that they're even parking the bus right now that's their style and that's 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 what coleman's style ha- has always you know kind of centered around and uh the, the one thing about him is he's able to play defensive but still possess the ball which is kind of you know contrarian to what the typical defensive style is so i I do kind of like that but they need goals and the thing is with the center backs they have now they've clearly showed that they can't manage the ball in the back anymore that they don't have that kind of the facilities for that busquets is older sergio roberto is playing out of position and it's showing uh now i guess you know to to just kind of wrap this up because we can go on this for days but the, the, the big question is, Coleman, the guy, is he not? Should he be sacked? I think I'm Coleman in still. I'm Coleman in, um, at least for the rest of the season, and then you assess you assess your options, you know? Well, it's tough to to bring a manager, you know, four or five, six games into the season. And that's that, for one, is always a bad idea. It's never, it's never good. It's not good for team chemistry. It's not good for, uh, you know, balance. Uh, as yeah. far as play goes so you know that there is there is um there's got to be some kind of consistency within the club as far as the manager goes he's only barely had a year yeah that is over true. a year now um, and I, I agree he needs he does need more time but i don't know if, if uh there's going to be any improvement for his tactics because they don't have the benefit of having Messi anymore the, the guy's arrogant he's like proven beyond arrogant just about a week or week or two ago there's a quote out there he had an interview he's like barcelona have a future thanks to me it's like brother you got two wins um one was a decent win uh it was a good win, i should say i don't want to reduce it um against sociedad but other than that you know memphis was riding riding high his form was great he's regressed now a bit he's kind of been stifled been quiet and yeah. uh, they're not scoring. Stu, get this as as of now. And I know Madrid have played a couple more games than than Barcelona as of now. But Benzema has more goals or has the same amount of goals as Barcelona as a whole this season. And mm-hmm. Benz is out of uh, you know playing out of his skin right now. Yeah, but th- that's going to show you. You know, Barcelona have always been scoring a lot. They've always yeah. been very very uh you know passing possession based football and and now they're the complete opposite they're they're crossing inshallah merchants yeah there are some bright sides though i mean they do have Depay, who you know he had a little blip the last game it was kind of a non-factor but he's been a bright spot i still think de jong is is progressively you know becoming one frankie of the, 
Frankie Dion. Oh, did I say Luke? No, no, you just oh, said Dijon. And then, yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, have to, we have to be very specific because there's uh, one that's really good and it's got a great future and there's another one that's... Yeah, I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I totally think that he's, you know, those those cats are what give me hope. Pedri as well, he's a jewel. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's not looking promising right now with what's going on, but uh, they, they still have a, a decent team to win games. But they're not just not going to win consistently. It's it's clear as day to me right now. There and in the Champions League, it's better to not even have any illusions because that I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it out of the group stage with the way they're playing right now. But uh, a Champions League? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just don't have the team to compete. Uh, yeah. With these teams, you know, it's just they're out of their depth. They still have some good individuals, but out of their depth collectively, and that's problematic. Yeah. 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 They're not just they're not how they're they're um I think I lost you again, man. Uh, I I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can hear you now. Cool. cool. Yeah, it would be shitty if this whole recording is, uh, you know, like you can hear yourself speaking and I'm just like sounding like a knob. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, moving on from from Kuman. Um, so we're both coming in and, uh, yeah, for different two reasons. out of two things that we're, oh yeah, no, I want Kumin in to stay. I mean, that, that's just my personal little sabotage. Stay. Uh, I don't care. Uh, don't let my guy Lawrence hear that, man. <laughs> We've been talking the last week, man. He's, he's so frustrated. He's, he said, and I quote last night, uh, I'm sick of him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, yeah. Sure, it's a sore spot for Barca fans right now. Yeah. Well, however many are left, anyway. Yeah, but uh, speaking about a sore spot, and maybe you can speak better to to this since you, you're a fan. Uh, the empty had mini controversy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You might have a better take on that than me. I think it's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it started off with Pep trying to rally the troops for the Southampton game, and yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden every city fan, and city fans are like I don't know man I, I'm sure you know better than me but uh, they have a good home fan base right yeah but they're not quite you know uh, Manchester United Barcelona Bayern Munich levels of uh, tourist fans right although right. I have to say that that. You know they yeah. they've grown they've grown a lot of international fans just due to their success over the last few years, but there's a, a thing that's going around that they're they don't exactly fill up the stadium every weekend. Um, no, no that, that's false. It's for the cup games. It's for the cup games because they played against RB Leipzig on a weekday, and it's it's been well documented that the bulk of the city fan base is a working class fan base. It's not. Uh, you know, like elite posh uh, motherfuckers like at Tottenham or, or Arsenal where it's like, you know, suits and, and caps and tuxedos and shit. No, it's it's actual working class people. So every time there are weekday games, City historically always have low turnouts. And then that's when people like to take the piss about the whole empty hat thing, which fair enough. It's it's a it's a good critique. 
I've always been a, a type of fan that doesn't care if the team I support has a lot of fans because that means now to me. I, I care about how they play, what they represent, all that all that jazz. But if you look at every weekend game, every Premier League game, the fans show up in numbers. And and Pep, has, this is not the first time he does this, by the way. He's, he's kind of uh, thrown jabs at the fan base for not showing up to Champions League nights, always specifically. Because Premier League weekends, that's what English fans live for. That's it's the tradition. So um, I, I see what they mean, and it's a fun little, you know, piss take. But uh, it's just, it gets under my skin because I know the reasoning behind it. It's not just a lazy, like, oh, City don't have fans. Like, they don't show up to the games. Well, th- there's a little bit more technicality to it. And you know what the funny thing is, and I I'm, I love that you referenced this, that the tourist fans those are the people that that can afford to show up on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights because they're not working. Well, they're that's what they're there for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, sorry, man. I ranted a lot on that, but I have to defend my city. No, it, it's you know, yeah, you, you know, you do. Um, it's just <laughs> the the there was a lot of empty seats in the Southampton game. I know it's Southampton. No, no. Oh, yeah. Like I, I think they did that as a boycott, though. I think like they got they got heated. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, th- and that's part of part of the whole thing is that there was yeah. a part of the supporters group that that was offended that Pep went there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of highlighted he was like, why are you, guys, why are you shitting on us? We're, we show up. So the, yeah. <laughs> so it turned into like uh, into like an internal sort of battle uh, over, you know, fanhood. Like, why are you calling us out? In specific, yeah. and then, and then I think one of the communications directors or something within City was also, you know, trying really hard to to prove that you know City does sell out their stadium and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it was it was it. Was, <laughs> like I said, you probably have a better idea, but it, I think it's hilarious, really. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, it's one of those things that people have always like you know clown city fans on and it's something that shouldn't bother us but it's just such a like a false and lazy judgment that it it is annoying you know it's the same thing like when they say that we buy our success or other stuff like that but this one is just more you know criminally false because you can look at every team in the premier league there's days where they they don't fill up the stadium but but it doesn't have a catchy name like the empty hat i feel you know it's just it's such a you know funny play on words as well but um yeah it's it was a funny piss take and it will probably won't be the last time um you know oh it's gonna be a thing all season well it's always been a thing it's always been a thing man it's definitely gonna be more highlighted uh all season just because of the attention it's gotten um but yeah (laughs) i i kind of thought it was it was funny and it was there was a lot of back and forth on it and there was pictures and i don't know City fans trying really hard to disprove it, and other people, uh, other fans are trying really hard to to prove it. So, you know, yeah. At the at the end, it's like, all right, guys, let's. Why does this like, matter? I know. I we're. I think we're the only club people do that for. It's like, what are you arsed about? Why Why do you care about how many fans we have or how many show up? We We can rally your team six nil, and we've done that to plenty of top clubs. So, you speak then. It doesn't matter about what happens. You know, with the fan base, we could have 10 people in the stadium. If we win, we win, you know, and that's what I care about. But people have it twisted to the point that they have to find little minuscule things like this to pick at City at city fans at. And I, like you said, it is funny to me, too. And I always laugh about it. But sometimes it's like 
you even see the like the Bleacher Reports and the ESPN FCs and of the world, they know they love those kind of of uh, quotes from Pep because they're gonna already start spinning it, and then here comes the the dummies in the comments, uh, you know. And this is what you do as a social media manager: you try to say the most inflammatory things to generate a reaction to get analytics, you know. And it's it's clever, and there you get all the fans going in at it from, like you said, both both sides of the coin and. It's funny, man, but I don't really engage in that shit anymore. But I'm glad you brought it up because it's it's been relevant since I've been a City fan. Despite yeah. City having the highest attendance ever in the Premier League, like uh, when they used to play at Main Road, and this was before the takeover. Oh, yeah, this was like years and yeah. years ago. I yeah. don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if that, that really counts. That's standing room. No, uh, no, no, but I mean... Like at the end of the, the at the end of the day, what it negates is the fact that city fans don't have fans. I mean, city city as a club don't have fans. You know, it's like well, we've had the highest turnout for a single game. So if we don't have fans, and it was a home game for city, if we don't have fans, I don't know what that. I don't know how else to prove it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on from that to another kind of mini controversy. Um, Marcos Alonso with his uh. He had comments about the whole kneeling uh, situation within the Premier League, something they've been doing for about a season and a half now. Yeah. Um, uh, he said that he's not going to stand. I think he's the first non, non-black non player to to actually have that stance. I know Wilfred Zaha was outspoken about it. I'm, I'm, yeah. Might be missing somebody in there somewhere, but... Yeah, he said that it's lost all meaning and he's not going to be kneeling anymore. What's your uh, yeah? What's your take on that? I think it's bold. It's courageous on his part. Um, I think what what was important about the way he communicated it is he still showed sensitivity towards the topic by alluding to the fact that he'll still honor it by pointing to the badge. So it it kind of shows that he's not against the the notion of equality and he's against discrimination. It's it's just more of the fact that he feels that that action of actually kneeling doesn't have a big purpose in the fight anymore. It did maybe the first months, and I've been of this opinion. We've we've discussed this topic a few times already, but like you said, it's significant, and I and I think I believe more players will fo- will follow suit. But it's no secret. I mean, most of the world has already. England is is the team that's pushing it the most, despite a lot of their legislature and. You know, everything that happens in the magistrate and in parliament, a lot of the laws there and a lot of the way that, you know, law enforcement works there. And, and, you know, there's, you know, discrimination within the British people and, you know, Brexit and all that. It's it's just ironic to me. And it's kind of hypocritical. But um, I'm sure, you know, Burnley fans will applaud it, you know. uh, Well, something tells me that a lot of the Brexiteers um, aren't the ones for kneeling. That's just a hunch. No, for sure, for sure, right. But, but I'm saying uh, how how like racism is so deep lying in England, you know, and the fact that they've been the one nation to actually keep this tradition of kneeling for this long is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like yeah, it's it's already it's already rotten for me. The whole meaning of it is already it's it's past its serving period already. You throw it in the bin, move on with it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the only thing I, I like about it is that it pisses off the people that are super against it. 
Yeah. I I love that they they just it, it makes <laughs> stupid ass people angry, and uh, if for no other reason, it I makes me mad too. It makes a, it makes a good uh, well. If someone kneeling makes you angry, then you got some issues, son. Nah, nah, come on, man. That's Fuck, it's just what not what the game's about. It's just not a tradition. Though. Just not a tradition. You know, it's just, you just gotta now standing up for the flag. That's something I can get behind. <laughs> ah, just clowning. I'm just taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think it's I think it's a big balls move, for Marcos Alonso. Marcos Alonso too. To come out with i promise you he you look around the room he has the biggest bulge, the biggest biggest bulge. personality yeah i like this play he's a great judge of character um actually i have the the west ham uh versus manchester united match on uh, right i wish i wish i wish you had the one from today instead why is that that's a ten pot uh, trophy. Ah, uh, but yeah, I guess. I want to know a fun fact. What's that? Um, the day after Phil Foden's debut in the Carabao Cup, he balled out. No, it might have not. Sorry, might have not been his debut. His first start, I think. He played against Villa. Balled out. Got man of the match. That day, he buys a puppy, French Bulldog, uh, which you might not like. Uh, right. and he he names it Carabao, so that's the name of of his puppy. And now it's you know it's been a year now and and you know the whole thing is that every Carabao Cup match he balls out he balls out against the Wycombes the Cheltenhams you name it yeah <laughs> I love this game but yeah I thought that was just a fun bit of trivia he named his dog after an energy drink that's that's awesome <sighs> well if you really that he wasn't a player what's that it's an animal to be fair. The animal existed before the energy drink, so I'm going to just say, you know, he's likening it to the moose-like mammal, if you will. Um, but sorry. He wasn't around in the uh, Capital One days, huh? Sheesh, man. He was a, he was a wee lad. Would he have named his son um, or his dog, uh, I don't know, Platinum or Quicksilver? <laughs> Ooh, Capital One. That'd be hard. It's in your wallet. You get a great oh, okay. call it Quicksilver. <laughs> Hey, don't let that one go over your head. Be be right back. Ah. Uh, oh yeah, no, they're 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 quite they're quite the expensive breed. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, man, what a strike by Jesse Lingard, huh? Yeah, not bad, was it? Yeah. I I love the celebration too. You mean the non <laughs> non celebration? The yeah, the non celebration, but let me run over to the corner flag <laughs> and hog on my team. Bell. Like, usually, <laughs> like for example, today, uh, uh, Marcos Asensio, Mar- yeah, Marco, Marcos, is it Marcos? Oh, pff, man, beats me. Marcos. I want to say yes, anyway. Asensio from Madrid, <laughs> they, they played, they destroyed uh, Mallorca, uh, uh, Asensio's childhood club. And, he he didn't celebrate, you know. He he was pretty consistent for all three goals. The little hattie that he had. Um, by the way, Madrid. Wow. <laughs> what a club! I guess we can talk about them in a bit. But sticking on to Manchester United, 
Um, they beat West Ham. West Ham had a pretty good start to the season. Not 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 bad. Yeah. And uh, David De Gea, man, with the with a penalty save. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a tough one on Moyes. I'm sure he was kicking himself after that one. He, uh, you know, uh, he purposely subbed on, on Mark Noble, who's notably a, a great penalty taker, and the guy bottles it. Maybe he should have given it to, uh, I don't know, Lanzini or Fornals or anybody else, man. Shit, even Declan. No, they had to give it to Mark Noble. And what did he do? Yeah, nobody took the piss. He missed it. De Gea, <laughs> great save. Taking nothing away from that. But come on, son. Those could have been some points that could have given City some 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 leeway, you know. But fair play, fair play. Uh, looks like United right now probably the hottest team in the Prem. Uh, well, after Chelsea, that is. You think so? Well, they let their nuts hang this weekend, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Yeah, um, the the has kind of making you know a little bit of a redemption himself. He's been yeah. pretty good. The goals that call they that received. Red What's Dead that? Redemption. I was gonna say call that Red Dead Redemption, bro, because he's a red devil. Um, yeah, man. What was the whole point of Dean Hendo then, man? Shit. Go go ahead well, and play in the sell him some. Oh, that's right. Like Zach Steph Zach Stefano. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, it's worth mentioning uh, it's Ronaldo's third game and four goals. Nothing big. Nothing big for them. One of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Um, but, I mean, how do you feel about players being brought on for the pen? Uh, I, I think we talk about it more when it doesn't work than when it does work because I think it works quite often, actually. We, we're just not going to highlight it. We, we don't like congratulating managers or things like that. You know, we like to base it off luck and fortune. Sure, when when they miss it, it's going to look bad on them, and, and they have to deal with the results. So when things go well, you're the you're the boss of the room. When things go bad, well, you know, you're scum. The fans, <laughs> you hate. The analysts start questioning your, you know, your tactical analysis. It's It's luck, brother. That's what I chalk it up to. Especially penalties, man. Like, ah, man, that's you know when you hear Piquet describe the penalties, he's like, you feel like you're at the at the you know at the penalty spot, and it, it seems like the goalie covers the whole goal, you know. So, um, and you might have more experience, you know, because you've actually taken penalties. Uh, I hear I hear you like the top right, so I'd already know as a keeper where to go. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, penalties, uh, man, I I've missed penalties for sure. Um, and you, you you probably felt that your manager at the time, your coach, had faith in you. He's like, ah, no, este Nestor no falla. <laughs> and it happens, bro. It happens. There, was, there was one game where, um, man, it was a tournament. And, uh, dude, I could, I just, I had so many chances. Probably like, I don't know, like, like five or six chances. And I scored none. The very next day we had another game and... Uh, I had missed the penalty that, that game before, and then the next day, you know, we drew a penalty, and he's like, no, you're taking it. I was like, fuck. And I, I you know, I drilled it for sure on that one. I wasn't going to miss two in a row, but yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough spot, man. Yeah. It's definitely a tough spot. So, um, you know, I, I can't empathize, but fuck, man. 
you got to hit more than you miss, right? For sure, for sure. Um, even with a great keeper like they had, it's it's, it's a tough one, and uh, it cost West Ham a point. Yeah. Saved all three for uh, United. Manchester United, that is. Yes, sir. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else do we have? Um. Hmm. I, I get. I mean, the next thing on my notes is a. I, I hate to harp on my team, but we're just probably one of the best in Europe right now. Um, Madrid, man, Benzema's with currently with eight goals, six assists. Uh, Vinicius, five goals. I think he scored in every game except today. And uh, what else is there to say, man? Flying, especially with Barcelona down and Atletico kind of uh, hiccuping here and there. Um, well, they won. They won. Who? Uh, Atletico? Yeah. I think they've drawn twice already. They were close to drawing twice, but thankfully they, they managed to get the win. They were losing for most of the match against uh, Hetafe, was it? Yeah, it was. It was. I was watching it. I think Don't on worry. Saturday they drew. Or Don't worry. Sunday was it. They don't crown. They don't crown champs in, in September. Well, so, points add up. That they do. So if they don't add up in May, I don't want to hear it. That's all I'm saying. But hey, I like I like Madrid's offense. I think in the final third, they're dynamic. They have this thing where they can pick a ball out from deep in their in their final third, find somebody in the last third, so they just can even get them just punctured through the whole midfield, and then like a, just a slight touch pass like Benzema did to Asensio today and, and that kind of fluidity in offense is promising but can we account for some of the the mishaps defensively I think that's definitely an area they can improve so I have trouble saying they're the best team in Europe but they're I think they have the hottest form uh, specifically offensively and you can't deny where they're, where they're on the table as well albeit you know uh, playing a few more games or, or what have you but um, nothing yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, that's all I'd like to see. Yeah, well, right now, uh, even even as it stands, there's there's still a bit of an injury bug going around. Some players aren't in full form. Kroos is still missing. I think the one player that I can say that hasn't been all that great uh, is Casemiro, who benefits from from the cushion that Kroos can provide with his distribution. Right now, Casemiro's role is to be defensive and and more of a distributing type, so he's kind of suffering in that, and that he doesn't have Kroos to to give him that, you know, to take that responsibility away. And then Modric, he's not able to play every game. So and, he needs uh, Kroos to lock him. What's that? He needs Kroos to uh, unlock him. To yeah, to be able to give him his best form. Yeah. Could never be my midfielders. And that's fine. Uh, um, Champions League or bust, man. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. No, uh, I think I think Madrid are they're playing pretty good with what they've got. I mean, the the center backs aren't aren't all that great. You know, Nacho's prone to his mistakes. Militao's prone to a brain fart. Um. On the left, you have Gutierrez, who's Miguel Gutierrez. He's really young. 
He's not as creative in the offense as Mendy or even uh, Marcelo was, but he's okay defensively. I don't really have a problem with him. Carvajal isn't always consistently available. He's injury prone. But, man, Rodrigo, um, Vinicius, Benzema, those guys, are, uh, those guys are lining it up. I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with the way the team looks right now. Um but you know, once we get a team that has a very strong offense, is more is really where I want to see us going because the defense is definitely the weak point. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and that's that's my concern. Uh, we haven't seen a, a big result against a, a huge team yet. You know, uh, granted, there's not too many of them left in Spain these days. But um, Valencia started off strong, um, but they <sighs> also had their today. injury. Yeah, they got smacked today though. Tell you oh, what. Yeah, yeah, Sevilla gave it to him. Yeah, no, Valencia's little bro. Sevilla's the one team I'd say that has really elevated for me. And I think a team like that can can definitely show Real Madrid where they're where they're at in terms of like being uh you know, measuring yourself to the best in Europe. Because, you know, just going off of last season, I don't consider Real Madrid there. Although they're they're very close though, I'll say. Yeah, two points shy. <sighs> Oof. Um, yeah, I, I really want to see what we can do against, uh, Atletico or, um, uh, Bilbao or, um, Sevilla. Yeah. E- even, uh, Sociedad, I, I want to see what we can do against those guys. So far, we've had pretty... Even mm-hmm. Betis? Well, we, yeah, we gave it to Betis. I think that's well, the only clean sheet we've had this season. Yeah, I In mean... The league. Sh- yeah. Yeah. To be fair, even Elche, too. They look pretty sharp. Yeah, it's just not bad. Um, let's see what else. What else do we have on our on our notes here? Um, speaking of Madrid, uh, going to Atletico, you know they're kind of figuring out ways to win. I'm um, not entirely confident in them, though. Uh, we said the same last year, and well, well, no, I mean, not almost bottled it. Uh, yeah, well, they they start off strong, hot, and. Uh, Almost I don't good think they're better. I don't think they're better mm. than than, than they, uh, the Real Madrid. They, they didn't I, though because we beat them twice. Or I think we drew <laughs> with them once. They won the league title though. Did though, but uh, by by the thinnest of margins, man. I wouldn't wouldn't go and say they're cutting dry better than uh, than Real Madrid because in head to head they didn't show that. Right, and and I struggled to say that. Real Madrid are head and shoulders better than them, you know. Oh, I wouldn't say uh, that, yeah. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it, you know, we're definitely looking forward to that derby, that's all I'll say. Yeah, they've had a couple of draws this season already. When, when do, when do they play? Let's see here. Um, oh, gosh. No, that's not till December. Um, Ah, yeah that's a fair that's a fair time to assess yeah we'll have a better idea by then yeah um uh but joao felix man what's what's going on with that kid he's doing all right he's actually not bad he got a red card last game so left early didn't play yesterday which was your other league game so i'd say not to worry um you know is he gonna be a scintillating attacking you know creative wizard that we maybe thought he was at benfica no 
different level of league. And ultimately, different play style he's engaging in now. A lot of people were criticizing uh, Simeone for having him work so intensely on these defensive drills. But ultimately, th- th- all that stuff makes you a better player. So pardon me if he's not doing roulettes and, and maybe scoring as many goals. But God damn it, the kid plays well. When he does play, he doesn't play well, though. He doesn't even get a lot of minutes. Well, and see, that's where that's where I I question people's uh, analysis of the game. If we're going to be talking statistically, I, I hear you 100%. Should be better. The, but the kid's connecting passes. He's usually one of the sparks to begin an attack in a very prudent and stale offense, I must add. Outside of Suarez and Angel Correa, who I love, there's not they don't have the tools that like a, a Madrid or a City or a Chelsea or you know they have well, little, less to work with. They they they're 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 just as deep as those teams. They're deeper than Real Madrid, I would say. Well, no, they're deeper, but I'm saying in terms of options, like of guys who are gonna take one v ones and score their own goals, you know things like that. I wouldn't say they have many at a high level. Suarez, you're relying on the old Suarez for one. Yeah, Marcos Llorente, Carrasco, Correa. Those are deep line uh, players, um, though. Those are those are center mids. Yeah, that you know. I mean, with the exception of Correa, but fingers. You know. um, Llorente can function either as an attacking mid or a, or a wing. Uh, more more of a midfielder. He's not really known to be a winger, but he can play it. But we're not going to sit here and act like Atletico has always been a scintillating offense. So why are we expecting an individual to to blossom into that? Well, so, we expect an individual to play well, and he's not playing well. And I don't and, know where you see that he is playing well. I, I don't think he is. So what do you want him to do different? I, I'm curious because I've watched him play. He connects passes. He he takes on opponents. He gets past them. I, I really don't understand. He doesn't. He doesn't get past them. He, he lays does. off passes and he and he makes runs. He spreads. Oh, he tries to spread defenses. Sure, but I mean, he doesn't even play a whole lot. And no, and that's not up to him. It's like if I say Pulisic is cheeks because he doesn't, he hardly plays for Chelsea. But when you see him play, he does well. Now the same thing with uh, Joao Felix. He, I, and I said this from the the, the time it happened, the move happened. I said that's not the right move for him. That's not the right team. That's oh, not yeah, the right. Yeah, we can we can both agree to that. And we we always knew that. So why are we gonna? I don't know. I, I'm not so saying. Is he playing well or is he not getting a chance? I mean, it, it can't be both. No, because when he gets his chance, he plays well. That's that's my that's my point. I'm like, I I wouldn't if he was getting little chances and still bottling it like Werner did for much of the season, like something like that. I would be upset. I'd be like, yeah, I, I see where you're coming, but I I really don't think he he's performed terrible. I think people Werner expect actually played pretty well last season, all things considered. Well, I mean, not really. He you can make a really nice montage of his misses, and it'll be minutes. Yeah, that doesn't mean he played bad. No, I mean that's that's a bottler. That's a big. That's a bottler. Yeah, they missing goals bottler. doesn't mean you play bad though. Okay, so and that's my point. Joao Felix doesn't miss uh, you know goals like that. He hits them. Well, he actually does. There there is a few. There is oh, a few. Oh, chances I, I, I could show you. I could show you. Yeah, misses of Benzema of a lot of players. Yeah, he yeah, might miss so, a few. But, but I'm not saying that's why he's a bad player. But Joao Felix doesn't have a reputation like Werner does, and you can't deny Werner has a a, a reputation for that. And it's man, it goes back to Leipzig even, but that's not the point. My point is that he's he's uh he's not playing as bad as like other players are, and I don't I really don't, I really don't see how you could call it a bad season. You know, the the kid has barely even gotten a chance to play because of the red card and missed last game, and the time he has, he's come not he's come on as yeah, a sub. Yeah, but there's been a whole other four games, so discounting the red card that happened in the fifth and sixth game, I mean, right. Uh, why but isn't what, he 
Okay. Oh no. Well, what have you seen that's so bad? Like I, I, you, you make it sound like the the dudes like misplacing passes and turning the ball over and 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 getting like you know double yellows or red cards or things like that. I mean, the guy's been playing good when he's on the pitch. Has he scored? No. I, I, I think he needs to do better in that. But I, I just, I, I don't need, I don't necessarily need him to score. That's not, that's not going to be the the gauge that I'm going to be uh, qualifying any player on. You okay, know, then I'm, I'm, and then I'm trying to find what you are qualifying it on then. Because statistically, I can see why somebody would have that impression and be like, he's been awfully quiet. Yeah, he has. But Yeah, and, and, then, and again, that's that's not something I have a problem with. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to base a player off of goals and assists. He's, he's just not, when he's dribbling, yeah, yeah, he'll get past the player sometimes. But he'll try it every time, and, and that doesn't always pan out. Oh, he can hold on to the ball for a long time. I mean, what what are you seeing that he does? Because he's not really making that offense flow. Well, uh, there, you can't really point to any player and say that they're making that offense flow because that offense in itself no, is Carrasco, great. every time he gets the ball, yeah, he's, he's making something happen. Sometimes, Carrasco, yeah. Sometimes, and, 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 he, and he turns the ball over enough. enough yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, but he plays good. Yeah, and so does uh, Joao Felix. I, I don't see what's the difference between those two players or if you haven't watched them enough. I've yeah, watched Carrasco's always getting into threatening positions, and without Carrasco, a lot of that Atletico offense for the last season and a half would, would be <laughs> oh, almost non-existent. Correa is m- much better and much more uh, like translucent in that offense, but that's not well, the Correa's, point. Correa's more of a link-up player. He's not going to be creating like, like Carrasco is. Well, Carrasco plays on the wing. Correa is a striker, you know, but but that's we're comparing, you know, just different things. My point is like Carrasco up until this fifth or sixth game has played more than Joao Felix and still accomplished around the same. So I like to, for me to specifically target Joao and and target the 21 year old player who, when I watch him play, even for Portugal, the kid's doing some some. He doesn't some even play for Portugal. Hello. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't. I don't remember the last time I watched Portugal. I'm trying to think, but he, he clearly has been called up to the team numerous times, and you've seen him ball out for them. So I, I haven't. I, would, I haven't. Sheesh, man. I haven't seen that kid ball. I'm sorry, like, like <laughs> okay, he was one All of right, my bottlers for the season topic. before last, and then yeah, and now we have nothing to talk about then. Yeah, let's just let's just keep it pushing on that one. You're you're defending a guy that's not worth defending. No, and that's cool. You, but you already have a pre. On. Yeah, you have a pre. You you already like him, so you're going to be defending him. You you already have no, like and, a. No, and you're shitting. On, and you're shitting on a well, guy that he hasn't shown anything. He hasn't shown anything. But, but you're defending sh- something that that has no nothing to to go for. Okay, so you're saying I'm trying to elevate him, or you're trying to bury him. That's what you're fucking trying to do. So well, I, I really I'm, don't understand. Like I'm why? Why? Do you have I'm seeing it because there's nothing. Really to go off of. Dude, you could shit on a lot of players like that and be like, well, he hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit. He hasn't done shit. Bro, it's been a month. And this guy's missed half of the... Like, it's been he three years. Nothing. It's been three years of the same thing. We've been giving him a long leash. Oh, my God. And, dude, the kid's 21. You you want him to, to be, like, like full head of steam, oh. like Alan or Mbappe? Okay, so, so, I mean, there's plenty of 21-year-olds that are doing just fine. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. They're in different situations. You're acting like he's playing at a Man City, at a Chelsea, at a Liverpool, at a at an offense where he's gonna get a, a chance to shine, bro. He's playing at playing at Atletico. You know, that's a team that relies on one nil wins, two nil wins. I mean, they're not gonna they're not known as a powerhouse okay. offense. Okay, and that and that's fine. That 
that's what that team does. But but for him to to get better and to to actually show what he can do, then yeah, leave. And when he does well on those other teams, I'll give him his credit. But I'm not going to defend him for no reason. No, nah, give see, him a spot. And, just, and, just no, no. But then you didn't watch shit. You didn't watch him at Benfica. Then clearly, you didn't watch him yeah, at he Benfica. Played, he started off great last season too, and I gave Man. him his credit last season. I, I I don't know. Maybe you don't remember, but I gave him all his credit in the beginning of the season, and then he he slowed down towards like November, December, January, and then after that, we they didn't really hear from him after. Yeah, man. Uh, let's just keep it pushing on that one, man. Because I mean, I, I you just make it sound like he didn't do shit, man. Like he's like he's a terrible player. I, I just don't understand that take. Well, and you're making it doesn't matter. Nothing. So it's no, it's no. like we're both we're both on two extremes then. No, well, that's the thing. I have to because, like, he's – I'm not – I actually never even began the topic on him saying that he's a great player, that he's playing at this high level. But you are immediately said, oh, he's been shit. He's been underwhelming. He has been. Yeah, he has been. Oh, see, and so – and that's where me and you can't agree. Praise for, like, a future I, star, and he's not playing like that. I mean, dude, like, what – like, that's my point. It's like, what has he done to warrant that kind of description of his game so far? Because to say his, he's been shit – I know, and and that's my point. Like, just because you do nothing doesn't mean you're terrible, dude. Diago Alcantara, players like that, they they don't do shit for a whole season. Of course, we if you know ball, you know he's not terrible. If he's not showing up on the score sheet, then you know. But that's mm-hmm. my point. Like, you already just threw him down there. He's a guy who's averaging four ratings, five ratings. No man, you can see this guy's doing seven point oh's, seven six point fives. You know he's doing okay, average. But to, to shit on him, oh, man. That's that's fucked up to a kid who's only twenty one, man. And in a team that doesn't benefit his uh, style, that I don't even look at his age. I don't look at his age. Yeah, you said the same about Haaland. What's that? You said the same about Haaland too. He's like, oh well, his age doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. What matters is like, you know, the talent is what you show and what you're doing. So he could have all the talent in the world, but if he's not showing it, then it means nothing. It's all for naught. Right, like when he went on like a a three, you know, three games without scoring or something, or I don't know, whatever it was, we're just like, oh well, like what's up? You know, what's he doing? What's he doing? Like, well, that's the thing about football, and we talked about this already. It's mm-hmm. a roller coaster, up down, up down. And if I were to say Joao Felix was in a down period right now, I I just have nothing to base that off of. I'm not I'm not saying he hasn't he's going through an up period either, where he's like you know doing bits, but I can't say he's doing bad, man. That's 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 awfully harsh for me. But, yeah, because you already like him. No, and no, he's gonna it's like have even, to like completely disappear or play for like fucking uh, Olympiacos for you to say that. No, he's gonna have to be like a Lainus where he doesn't see even a blade of grass. That's when I'll be like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe he is shit. But I'm not gonna sit and do that now. It's just foolish. Imagine Four games, 106 that. minutes. That's basically not a blade of grass. <laughs> Oh man, and, and how, how long has thing. he been there? How long has he been there? Yeah, he's been there for for more than more than like uh, probably like a year now, probably almost two years now. Shit, are you, that, who are we talking about? Lainus? or okay. you're talking about Joao Felix? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Joao Felix. Oh, okay. Well, Joao Felix, a 120 million dollar player. Yeah, 120 million. I wonder like why why Playing, that like, was paid for five him. minutes of the game. Yeah, well that's that's up to the manager. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, there's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up to the team, um, but even still, third season in, not much to show for. All right. They did win the season last year, I guess, thanks to uh, Suarez. 
Yeah, yeah. Suarez. Without Suarez, they they never would have won it. Yeah. Yeah. Not like they've ever won it before without him. Um. Yeah, like ten years ago. I I don't know the exact timing, but I I don't yeah. know what the what that point is. Yeah. No, I mean th- that's my point. Like it, it, you know, the season doesn't rely on just one player. That's that just kind of goes to show. But um, well, look at Barcelona now. And I'm not gonna compare. <laughs> I mean, it's basically Suarez the same team. It's I'm not gonna compare Suarez to Messi. Suarez either. got twenty goals last season. And that that means fuck all to me. Look at the goals and assists, and tell me who compares to who. They're not even in the same league. And same with Benzema too. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. Oh, if we're talking about last year's stats, when mm-hmm. Messi was in La Liga, Messi was clear. I'm not going to compare Suarez to him. That's, that's just not, that's not we're, I'm not about to do that. Um, I, 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 I'm lost there, but let's, let's move on, man. It's, we're just kind of going in circles now. Um, speaking of a surprising team though, is, uh, uh, Brighton. Top four after five matches. Um, did I lose you again? No, no, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they have a. They have fixed their problem. I think we talked about that last week, where they're they're actually able to score now instead of just fumbling offense and and putting it in the net. Fourth place, twelve points ahead of. Ahead of City, Everton, Tottenham, and uh, West Ham. I honestly didn't predict that. Um, how do you feel about Graham Potter and his boys? Yeah, I, I never, I never make a prediction about what's gonna like where a team's gonna be on September twenty second. I just don't look at it that way. So I know, I know how the table works. I think they've been pretty fortunate to play against pretty easy sides. Um, so yeah, it's not a surprise to me. I had them staying in the league this year and. I don't think they're going to be fifth for the remainder of the season. That I don't even think they'll be tenth, if I'm honest. But, um, yeah, it's impressive. Graham Potter, uh, with very little, has done so much. And we talked about this last week. So, yeah, that's impressive. The good thing is they're not conceding a whole lot either. It looks like they've only conceded two goals. Two goals so far. Um, so, they're, you know, they're winning 1-0, 2-0. Not, not exactly lighting it up, but... I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty uh consistent with with how they're playing and and uh, solid I guess. But you're right, it's it's been a week. Uh, the strongest opposition I can see is a uh, is Everton. Which, to yeah. be honest, they're they're on a down year. That's not a great team. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Uh. What else? What else can we point to? Um. Um. Let's see. Hold on, I'm looking at the wrong notes. Um. Yeah. So. What the fuck? Oh, uh, congratulations to Yaki Williams for playing uh, 200 matches in a row. Um, that's, that's insane. That's Didn't obviously start every game, but fuck, to be available for 200 matches in a row, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's too many players around that that can really carry that. So, um, kind of wish he would go abroad somewhere. 
Yeah, yeah. You also have to have a manager that's willing to play you every game too. And yeah. that's that's a big part of it. Um, and what he means to Bilbao is he's their guy, hometown guy, you know. So I, I don't ever see him leaving, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, man, it would be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, he's not like uh, he's not gonna light up the score sheet, but he's more of one of those second striker type guys, kind of like um like Lautaro or, or um I don't know, kind of. Uh, like Mason Greenwood type, where they're gonna kind of create a play and and open up space for the for the main guy. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see him go to maybe Italy or or England something. I know he can probably do some damage in in England. Uh, I rate him pretty high. Yeah, no, I mean it would be interesting to see. Um, it's hard to kind of gauge it, but you know he does have a lot of speed. Yeah, he's got <laughs> like the guy in a FIFA. <laughs> Every time you get the ball with the Williams, he always says he's got the big P. Yeah. Kind of, kind of an odd way to say it. Um, but yeah, 200 games, man. I think the record is like I think 208. Or I'm sorry, like 300 and something. So he's got a ways to go. But um, yeah. Uh, Bilbao also had a decent start too. Yeah. How do you feel about those uh Pep comments about uh? Uh, about the the fixtures, about how he had um, ten minutes to prepare for for Southampton, and you know Southampton had all week to obviously rest and prepare. Yeah, I mean it, he does it all the time. He, he says it every week almost. It feels like so. I wasn't surprised, and and yeah, you know there there are a lot of games. You know you play Carabao and Champions League and the league in, in, in a week and it's like yeah it's a lot man um a game every three days while Southampton who isn't in the Champions League they can rest and actually prep properly not only that but practice certain things they played a great game against City as well so um but yeah no I, I'm not surprised by Pep he's that's textbook Pep he's always been complaining about the matches being too much yeah, um, you know what's annoying though is when people take a, you know, an exaggeration or hyperbolic statement like that, like the ten minute thing, and and they take it serious, you know, and yeah. they they focus their argument around that. It's like he didn't literally mean ten minutes, guys. Why are we even talking about this? Obviously, it's yeah. in a, like a, a, it's a hyperbolic thing. Let's just drop it in, and okay, maybe maybe City didn't play to their level, or maybe they're tired. Um, or, or you can make a conversation about anything else. Just don't focus on the fucking 10 minutes, man. And I was looking at Twitter and Reddit. I'm like, God damn, guys. Really? I <laughs> literally mean that. Um, uh, another another kind of uh, uh, mini controversy. We had a few of those this week. Was the Messi getting benched from, from Poch. He hasn't had a great start um, statistically or what we know him for. Uh, I'm not going to pretend and sit here and act like I watch PSG. Um, but um, from all sources, or a lot of sources are saying that Messi hasn't started all that great. Um, I don't think he scored. Maybe, maybe he did today. I'm not sure. No, he didn't. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't scored. I know he hit the post, but, but that's pretty much it. And he got uh, subbed off. Um, few minutes left he was pretty pissed off he looked upset um yeah but psg hasn't been all that great they've they've had a few late winners and uh 
I don't know, some that might not even be deserved, but they're not, you know, they're not firing like everyone assumed they would. I mean, like I said, they, shit doesn't work like that. You, you put a bunch of players together that are great, doesn't always necessarily work out. Yeah, um, and and again, like, there's nothing won in September. I, I feel like I, I, need, I keep having to stress that, like, I, I'll overreact at the end of the season. Maybe it's good that you see the early signs now, but this is literally the manager's first five, six games with this team and a lot of new players. I really, you would expect them, you wouldn't be surprised if they started very well, but I'm also not surprised at the fact that they're not exactly putting it together in the first, you know, six games. So I think, you know, yeah, I mean, for people that really dislike PSG, I'm not a big fan of theirs, but if you want to get your jokes off right now is the time because it's not going to continue for much longer at least in my opinion. Uh, one worrying thing, though, I think was that Mbappe did come off injured in one game. I don't know the severity of it because, like you said, I don't follow Lee Gun as much and I don't follow the PSG. But, yeah, man, I, I'm i certain they'll figure it out. It's too much of a good team. And, and Messi, it's Ligun. Yeah, it's Ligun. And Messi was subbed off, uh, according to Poach, for, you know, just to preserve his legs, match fitness. There's Caution. a lot of games coming up. Yeah. yeah, Champions League. So it's like what any manager does. But what what Messi looked heated, but I think he's not he's not directing the frustration directly at at a poach. I think he's even just pissed at himself, maybe pissed at just not not being the the force that he's known to be. Which man, like he doesn't know that feeling. He's never had to restart somewhere new with new <laughs> yeah, everything. That's for sure. And I I mean shit. If we wouldn't be we, like I said, we wouldn't have been surprised if he came out firing and scored like you know, a hat trick in his first game because it's messy, but it is more surprising that he hasn't scored yet. He's been kind of close, but he's like, he's, it's such a weird. Yeah, hitting the post is as close as you can get. Yeah. And, uh, no, you're, you're totally right that they're, they're probably going to sort it out with, with PSG is, I mean, it's a matter of time. I, I just saw it coming that they, that it wasn't going to automatically work out right away. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and as, I mean, as far as Messi, you do got to do whatever you can to preserve his legs at 34, I think. And uh, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, they've been fortunate to get some results that they have. A couple of last minute winners. I think they got a penalty at the end or mm-hmm. um, or they had a. I don't know. I was looking at the highlights. I think it happened today. Ah, man, I'm, fuck, I'm fucking it up. Yeah, I'm fucking it up. But anyway, their uh, their their main focus is going to be Champions League anyway. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see how it works out for them then. Yeah. Um, I do want to give a shout out because this is a player that was was great at one point or destined to be greater, and injuries uh, derailed his career and cut his prime pretty short. But El Tigre Radamel Falcao. Comes back, two substitute appearances, two goals, one assist. Uh, plays for Rayo Vallecano. Uh, man, kind of happy to see him, uh, I don't know, start off well with, with Rayo. I'm not so sure how long it's going to last, but yeah, kind of happy not, for him. Yeah, it's um, it reminds me a lot of like what Alvaro Negredo was, has and is and was able to do with Cadiz last season. I think it's very similar. Not saying that Negredos was ever on Falcao's level. Obviously, Falcao is a legend. More, more notably, at on you know at Monaco, um, 
I mean, shit. I mean, you can even go further Atletico. than that. Yeah, Atletico and 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 all that. But um, I I I'd, I'd like to see if he can continue it. I don't think he will. But I mean, I think it's a a good start, and it's a small sample. Yeah, he, well, he doesn't have the the sharpest tools to work with uh, at, mm-hmm. at Vallecano. So that's that's a tough one on its own, just to to be able to. But you know, yeah. he they were open open play goals and one he scored actually a pretty nice one uh, on Saturday. Yeah. The reason why I compare him to Negredo, though, was because, like, last season, Negredo had a decent season, you know, like, considering La Liga and stuff. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eight goals, four assists. Like, I could see Falcao getting around those numbers, maybe even, like, ten, you know, ten and five. But it's, And that's, like, where I see him. But I don't, you know, I think right now it's really Benzema's league at the moment in terms of, like, productivity, you know, efficacy um, and all. Actual you numbers. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's like you said, he's got better tools to work with. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, who can, can we name who else is starting for Rayo Vallecano? Um, well, like, like in the attack. I, can you name any other player from just flat, flat out? I can. You can't. Not off the top of my dome, no. I like only that. know this because I mean, I'm a U.S. fan. Uh, Matt Miazga. Oh, that's right. Not that it matters, but yeah. No, the, that that team just recently promoted, so it's just not. Yeah, they're not that well known. Yeah, Benzema has Bale, Vinicius, Hazard, uh, Rodrigo, Asensio to pass it to. A real murderer's row, I know. Isco. Isco, man, that guy's that guy's nice, man. I think he he, he needs to go to like a like a smaller time club. Yeah, not like, like not not necessarily a Rayo Vallecano, but like a like like a like a Villarreal. Uh, is that too big? Uh, no, too big. no, that that might be too small. <laughs> yeah. That's Europa League champions, I mean, bro. I know. Um, if they're small, then what is? Never mind. <laughs> nah, but not actually <laughs> though. He's that level though. He's around there. The, yeah. the question with him is health, you know. I don't know how healthy he can stay. Well, I don't know how focused he can be. Oh, yeah. Boy's too worried about the kitchen. About oh, what? Wow. You're breaking up there. Uh, I said he's too worried about the kitchen. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Hazard. Hazard yeah. just, uh, just attacking the pantry instead of the box, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. Man, um, I'm watching the the Chelsea Tottenham game, and uh, I'm watching the second half because I already saw the first. And first half Tottenham gave it to to Chelsea, but this whole second half Chelsea was just peppering them. Their yeah. offense is so much better than than Tottenham's. Yeah, well, that's 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 a top manager they have there. You know, when you can see that kind of adjustment, that's when you know. Yeah, and we'll go a little more into depth. And in did you watch that one, by the way? No. God no! Jesus, I was watching uh watching my chart. No, not my Chargers. Never mind. I was watching the Niners game, but I was able to see the highlights though. I I couldn't watch it live. Just I can't. I I don't like watching that team. Bad yeah. memories. Yeah no. <laughs> oh, they're there. Um, I'll only watch if Pulisic's playing. If I'm honest. Holy God. Yeah. Has he been? Oh no, he's been injured. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. He, I think he either injury or, or COVID protocol, one of those two. Because yeah, he had uh, tested positive. 
COVID again. Well, remember he fucked his shit up in the last international break? Oh, yeah, that's right. He has a, a little bit of a knock. Um, anyway, um, let's do our, uh, let's do our preview of the Premier League and a little bit of La Liga and, and review, no, review and then preview. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to get off your chest. No, no. Oh, uh, mm, I prefer not. Go on. Oh, Daniel Podence scored today against Tottenham and I think it's (laughs) a good sign for him going forward. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give him his, his flowers before it's too late, you know? Before everybody hops on the on the bandwagon, um, but yeah, cheers to uh, Podence, the ten of uh, Wolverhampton. Podence, yeah, he's really wearing the ten. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's been for a while though. Well, you would think he'd start now. Now Pedro Neto's uh, going to be injured long term. Um, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, even the the manager's Portuguese, so you know if he can't get favor, then I I don't know what that guy he's doing in the in the training ground. Yeah, the last manager was Portuguese too, so that's no that's no promising sign, I'm afraid. I know, but you know, usually the managers. I I don't know. I don't know if I would say that confidently, but you know, yeah, managers from the same country tend to favor those guys. Yeah, birds from the same feather flock together, more or less. Something like that. Um, so fair enough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. Yeah, the the league preview, Premier League. La Liga. Yeah, uh, Premier League. Let's see here. The Prem Don. Um, well, speaking of Wolverhampton, or did they play on Friday? Oh yeah, uh, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle Leeds. That one was a. Uh, it's not too bad, huh? That was a good game. Yeah, Maximin, nice hezzy. Rafinha getting a bit lucky. Great dummy though. I think that was a. Uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo dummy did. Yeah. Um, I think Left, I still uh, think Rafinha is the best player on that team, man. Just I think I think that more and more each time. Yeah, he's a little too good for them, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna leave him soon. Yeah, he crosses it, and uh, Rodrigo comes in to dummy it, and uh, it leaves a, uh, it leaves a, uh, uh, what's his name? Carl Dal- Darlow. Darlow. Is that the key? Yeah, Carl Darlow. Oh, Darlow. Yeah, Carl Darlow. You know, just froze him, and uh, and then, uh, but that was a draw, wasn't it? Oh no, uh, and then yeah, uh, the say Maximin uh, in the box. You know, draws out like three or four defenders and then crosses it far post. Good, yeah. good, good goal, man. Decent, decent, decent yeah, he, little player. He's by far their best player too. <laughs> he's up there for sure. He's their best yeah. player. But I wouldn't say by far though. Really? I think I think Miggy's like a, like slightly below him. Just because what I like about Miggy is he can actually play centrally. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, I oh yeah, in terms of the wing department and just attacking options, yeah, ese ese sabe. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. Fashionable for, too. Stylish. Yeah, he's he's a he's definitely more like memorable and iconic. So that, I think that too, he's more marketable. But like you say, that's that's a player that sh- I, in my opinion, shouldn't be there. But 
I always liked the move when he came from Nice. I was like, yo, I can't believe Newcastle got this guy. Like, this guy should be, like, West Ham. Shit, even I could see him at Tottenham. You know who he reminds me a lot of? It's, like, Nicolas Pepe because they both came out of France around the same time. Mm. They have that same um, choppy style. <clears throat> that sauce. On the wing, that, yeah, that, uh, that caviar, you know, those... Uh, and that escargot, they just they're they're different. You know, Frenchmen, I mean, in in the Premier League, just have they have a different type of drip. So, yeah, I'd love to see him to go. You know, go to a bigger team. Um, can't wait. Yeah, I think he's he's you know earning himself that kind of move. Yeah. You know, might might be able to fulfill the kind of potential that uh, that someone like Wilfred Zaha had. Right. Um. But yeah, so moving on from that, um, we were just talking about Wolves, and uh, yeah, they dropped another stinker against Brentford. A Brent 2-0 loss, man. Yeah. Brent free. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, they they're only have three points out of uh, five games. That's, that's not a good sign. Nah. They've had a kind of tough schedule, though, I guess. I yeah, guess if, yeah. If there was a, I don't know, I don't want to call it silver lighting, but, lining, but like, you know, that's a possible reason. That that plays a big role, a big role in where teams are at currently, I must say. But, you know, teams are outright good sometimes. But, you know, if you, if you get three top dogs in the first week, I mean, the first month, you're like... You find yourself already at the deep end, and you're just playing catch up for the rest of the season. But you know, I think it's it's a blessing in disguise at times. And um, but yeah, uh, next match we had Arsenal uh, defeat Burnley one nil. Great free kick by Odegaard. Oh man, uh, yeah, just you know, wonderful left foot, and uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, just you know, is he, he's the number? Is he the number? He's the number eight, right? Yeah, I remember now. Because they gave yeah. they gave Smith Rowe the ten, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Just it's so like that that number eight is so iconic, you know. And oh, for, for sure. Arsenal particularly, and yeah, I think um, they're gonna ride that wave that Odegaard can show for the next few games. I mean, they won today in the Carabao against AFC Wimbledon. They look sharp. So, and we didn't touch on this so much, but I, I do think Arsenal are gonna go on this run. Uh, I did. I did tell my one of my buddies. I was like, they're gonna go on a five game win streak. I just feel it because I, I think, felt they were uh, so unlucky. Uh, in the beginning. Yeah, I think Arsenal, as of now, in all comps, are in a four game winning streak. Yeah, three game winning streak because they lost to um, to City, but then they they won against West Brom. Yeah, in the, in the Carabao. So hey, man. Um, they, they can definitely put it together. And speaking of tough schedules, they had a pretty tough one to begin with as well. Um, not that it's any huge excuse or anything, but they've won the games that they've that they're supposed to, and the ones that are less winnable, they didn't. Oh, yeah. Even though they got smacked, you know that's still, you know, that's still something. Um, the only one I guess you can not excuse is the Brentford, but Brentford's been a surprise for everybody. I feel like they have hunger too, like just being in the league and they have a very like uh, charismatic and like motivating manager. <laughs> so they're just like, they're, they're writing it. I don't know. He, he is a good man motivator from what I see, like uh, from what the brief football I've seen from them. And what, from what I saw last season uh, in the championship, when I would watch them just to watch Ben Rama and 
as soon as like this who hit a, a belter like West Ham said, all right, they they did the old uh, cane where they, they just pull you off stage and bring you back behind the drapes, brought him back to West Ham. Mm-hmm. And shit, man, that's when I first saw that that guy in, in Brentford. And man, they're actually proving to be a force. And I had them relegating, by the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Still a lot to go, but man, they look pretty good. Yeah, promising. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next match is uh, Liverpool uh, dropping a three piece on uh, on uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, Crystal Palace. So Crystal Palace won three to zero last week. Mm-hmm. And then they catch they catch the hands this week. Um, no shame, but f- if if there's anything to to make notable out of that was the wonder strike by uh, Navy Keita. Oh, yeah. first time to do just far corner outside the box. What a strike! Yeah, Jordan Henderson could do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Liverpool, man, they're man, they're stomping along, aren't they? Yeah, they they've been you know pretty, I'd say dominant so far. Albeit, from what I remember so far, pretty you know easy schedule. I think I, I don't remember many tough games for them, um, but you know, they they do look very sharp right now. They drew against Chelsea. That's going to be their only blip so far. So oh yeah, the biggest yeah. opposition. They kind of held to a stalemate. And that was, to be fair... Title know. contender. Oh, well, title contender and, and you know, there was, a, what would you call, controversy or... I don't even know if you'd call it controversy, but a red card, you know, Reese James. And uh, nothing, I think. I think Chelsea are a better team, but Liverpool are in the title conversation as, as much as United are and as much as... Actually, for me, those are the three title conversation right now. I, I don't think City's there yet, but, you know, that, that can change in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, we saw it last year. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, oh, and it was in November too. Yeah, they're they're eighth place in November. I, I remember. remember. I remember. Yeah. <sighs> good good. Uh, good times, huh? Yeah. Um, and speaking of city, they you know they were the next match nil nil. We don't nah. We have to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, normally I'd be like, if I would see that score, I'd be like, damn, like Southampton probably parked the bus and. You know, just played like pussies, but nah, man. They, you know, they gave us a really tough game, frustrating game. And you know, credit to Ralph Hasenhuttle. Um, I'm I'm a bit ashamed that he didn't cry after the win like he did when he beat <laughs> a fair play. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, massive respect to to Southampton for the surprising result. Yeah, they they had a week off. Yeah, but I don't care about that because at the end of the day, the quality of the players on the pitch. This is a game City should win. Southampton stepped up. Yeah, and and let's not let's not forget that City are a much deeper team with a much better bench. For sure, for sure. Um, the way they uh, set up, though, I I want to just quickly touch on that. I mean, man, that that lineup that the that four four two that Southampton do so compact, and and as soon as you lose the ball, they they counter you. So they're they're a little dangerous team. I I may have underestimated them this year. And uh, they were almost on par with City in shots on target. I think which is they, why I get so many Yeah, oh, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Passed, oh, yeah, no, they just passed City by one. I mean, City had one shot on target. Southampton had two. But City had 16 total taken versus their 10. But like I said, that 4-4-2 condensed when both lines dropped. Oh, nightmare. And um, But, you know, it was it was a good game. I think 
Southampton are going to be happy with that result. I think City are going to feel hard done, but, you know, lots of seasons ago. So it, it tends to happen. Yeah, well, and uh, Southampton, I think other than the first game of the season, they, they've been drawing with everybody. They, they gave like, United a good game, yeah. I yeah, they, they drew with United. They drew with uh, West Ham, if I'm not mistaken. I, I guess I can look back. Um, yeah, they drew with Newcastle. So they're, you know, they're... They're artists. They they're draw. The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be tough for everybody, at least for now. You know, um, yeah, yeah. at the early part of the season. Um, so I guess it's it's more credit to, to Southampton than shit on City, right? Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I can shit on City for certain things, but... I think it's early, you know. I think it's it's uh this is the time you make those mistakes and you find ways to break into the final third, kind of reinvent yourself. So I'll give City the benefit of the doubt for now, but these kind of results uh like you you like to mention like you look back sometimes and you'd be like shit. That's a game we should have won, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know two two points dropped, you could look at it as a point up, but two points dropped in the grand scheme. But uh yeah, especially yeah. for a team like that that has title aspirations, you know. You, right, um, right. Defending uh, yeah, they yeah. To... Ah. So, um, quick, another quick note about Pep was that he he went and said that they didn't that you guys didn't lose this game because you were missing a striker, and I I'm gonna have to disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a tough it's a t- tough ask because um, uh, you think about strikers that are have the quality to play for a city team. Uh, they're they're very good and they're also very pricey. We saw the figures being thrown around. I I think that's the main reason why City couldn't go for the players that they wanted to. And but to to say that that um uh, striker is missing, I, I don't know if I quite agree with that because even when we did have strikers in the past, we're prone to games like this. It happens where mm-hmm. you just can't get it in. You know, yeah, I think it's a one of. But I think I mean City fans have been saying it for a while now. Yeah, we want a striker. We need a striker. But in some instances, it's not even. I think any player can just finish some of the chances we create. It's just a matter of us bottling it, you know. And um, I, I think we definitely would benefit from a striker, though. But just someone that can striker, that, that can take advantage of a half chance uh, would yeah. would definitely benefit you guys. Because a lot of the times, you guys tend to um, want to um, God, what's the expression? Walk the ball, like we'll, we'll just yeah, walk, walk it in. in. And uh, yeah. sometimes you just need someone to to you know find it on a little bounce and crack it. Um, yeah, I think we are. We've been missing that forever. Um, but Pep's always gonna say that, man. I'm telling you, he's a he's that kind of guy. Like <laughs> he, he likes to deny, 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 and and then and then something will happen and be like, well, it had to be done. Like I forgot what was the last time. Oh, like he said, we're not. We might not sign anybody this transfer window. <laughs> like two, two weeks later, we signed Grealish and. I but you know I, it's there is a point to be made that a striker would benefit the team, but some days you could have the striker. This shit will still happen to you. I've seen it. You know, yeah. So, oh yeah, but, for sure. That's just the yeah, season. Yeah. But moving on though, because you know, very anticlimactic game. I don't recommend anybody watch it. It's pretty boring. Uh, but you know, Watford and Norwich, on the other hand, the the newly promoted team square off. And they played much better um, in terms of attacking football and, and generating, you know, back and forth football, box to box. Uh, you know, Ismail Sar, I want to say, like, and Ernie picked him up on fantasy. Man, fuck him. 
Um, and that's a great pickup, I must add. And uh, I picked up Pookie, too, to be fair, by the way, because Rodrigo was just not cutting it for me on my fantasy. And it paid off, um, even though I lost. But anyways, back to the game. I, I want to say Watford have been kind of impressing me. Um, as much as Brentford have as well, I think Watford has faced uh, tougher teams, if I'm not mistaken. And they've done well. <laughs> Oh, bless you. Man, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, good good scoreline for them. And, and kind of bragging rights, too. It's like, yeah, we both came from the same place, and I'm still handling you. Yeah. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Kadaris, man, they, they've they had an abysmal start. Um, yeah. But is man. it really, like, like, did no one see this coming? I think their defense has is, is been very disappointing. I, I think... Not they, quite they just, the championship, just, is it? No, 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 yeah. They're they're easy. They're easy to score on. They remind me of Fulham of last year. Good team going forward. I like I like what they do. Uh, you know that uh, Todd Cantwell kid is, is sharp. You know Pookie is a good uh, poacher. You know a little bit of a tricky player in, in the box. But you, you go behind the you know the the half and you see some some of the people they have in the back. You know I I don't even know who they are. Their keepers kind of you know buns so i mean mm-hmm. yeah not not a lot of teams are allowing three to watford i'll tell you that so that tells you everything you need to know yeah yeah exactly um yeah i mean as of now they're probably favorites to be relegated easily currently currently yeah i i actually have them staying up in my predictions but yeah right now they've they look shit man like it's not even they play tough teams too, though I will say. But you know, again, a team like this is very telling, and it's they need to they need to start fixing things before Fark gets uh, sacked, man. Um, but anyways, yeah. moving on to the next one, Villa against well, Everton. Oh, sorry. Go um, did you? Well, uh, I found, found a funny quote, and because we're talking about Watford, and I was gonna have you guess who it was, but I mean, I'm sure ah. just because we're speaking of Watford, you, you can already guess. The quote says. If I saw Ronaldo eating horse shit before a match, I'd eat it too. Sheesh. That's got to be an easy one, right? Uh, Wait, but you said he played for Watford? Yeah. Or he played for Watford. Or... Yeah, he played for Watford. Oh, okay. It's got to be Dini then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our favorite Fucking psycho. Dini. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> crazy, man. He's at uh, Birmingham City or... Fuck, I forgot where he went. Ah, man. It was either Bristol Rovers or Birmingham City. But, yeah, he's playing in the lower leagues now. I wish him the best, man. The guy was a character, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he still is. Um, Yeah, he's playing for Birmingham City. His home club. Yeah, 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 that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I wonder if they'll build a statue for him like Jude if he falls out this season. (laughs) Too soon, too soon. But, uh, yeah, next match, we have 3-0. A 3-0, but you'd expect it to be Everton. But Villa, 3-0 stomp out. Skunk. Some some people, when they play and they're already out to score in FIFA, they, they quit just because they know the game's over. Villa really did that to them. And, man, Everton are down bad right now. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Matty Cash, you know, getting his goal. Fun yeah, fact about it. pretty nice him. goal. Yeah, he's, he's actually set to represent Poland uh, from here on out in the, uh, you know, uh, international football so i didn't even know he was polish I find out come to find out he has polish heritage and uh he's gonna be uh representing him maybe not exactly the white and red that he envisioned himself representing but hey close mm. enough right 
And like I said, like it's all for probably a World Cup or a Euros. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, that's how bad these players want to go. Like uh, Mikel Antonio wants to play for Jamaica. You Jamaica. know, just players that normally uh, wouldn't get a chance in, in their home country, you know, they'll find a way to, to do it internationally either way. Yeah, um, um, so, yeah, moving on to Sunday, Brighton beats Leicester 2-1. to one. That's a pretty good win. Put the beats on them. Yeah. Yeah. Two to one. Yeah. Tough. Dodgy game. penalty though. Dodgy penalty. Yeah. Dodgy. Dodgy at that. I, like Mope pulls down Vestergaard and it like makes Vestergaard pull his arms up or something, and it's a handball. I don't quite. Uh, I don't quite understand how that's not a foul on Mope, but you know. or was it Trossard? I don't know. It was one of those two. One of those blokes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the Brighton two to one. Just continuing their their strong start, yeah. and then uh, West Ham hosting Manchester United, uh, two to one. Uh, Ronaldo gets on the board. Jesse Lingard uh, secures the winner. Wonder shot, far side of the yeah. box. Great, great shot. No windup or anything, man. Just, yeah, just strictly techers. Yeah, it's all technique. Yeah, yeah. United have started off strong. Um, and um, they're uh, moving on. Sunday, the last game of the of the day was a, uh, or the last game of the match week was a uh, 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 London, London derby. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but and and this is I've seen this this debate being had on Twitter or just being brought up. Uh, can can we talk about Jaden Sancho briefly? Because sure. A lot has been made of the signing, and, you know, he hasn't quite impressed from what people are saying. I'm not saying he's playing bad, by the way. I don't think he's had a fair amount of time yet, but a lot of fans are starting to turn on him, I've been seeing, and I'm like, man, don't do not do that to the kid because it's still very early, you know? But a lot of people don't like his performance. I feel like you've watched United more closely than I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, yeah. what, do you, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's not impressive. I mean, it's it's a little bit more of the Joao Felix situation. Less time, obviously, with with the club. It's just his first few games, uh, but he's just not like you know him from Dortmund, where he was dribbling and making plays and stuff. He's not doing that. He's he. I don't know. He he's kind of reluctant. It seems like to to make play to dribble past players. Um, he's not flashy like like we know him to be. But, you know, beyond that, you know, all that, you know, superficial stuff, I don't know if he's even playing in his position. And that and that comes down to, to Solskjaer. Not necessarily the player. The player has some some say in it, but he's not really creating. He's not really moving all that great off the ball. I don't know. He's He's had a tough start. And Ronaldo coming on, I think, has also made it tougher because, you know, that's less – less time for him to play and uh greenwood is actually playing really well and lingard uh, i mean there's just a lot of players taking that space right now yeah and lingard's making the most of his time on the pitch and when sancho does get his you know 25 you know 20 minutes he's not really making the most of it um and like i said greenwood's i, I think greenwood's actually having a really great start um you know he he's really dangerous on the right where sancho traditionally has played well so yeah, the jury's still out on him, and but it's been disappointing so far, especially for a big signing that we've been, well, that United fans have been looking forward to for the last season and a half now. 
Yeah, totally. Um, I, especially for everything that he's cost. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I man, he's just I don't I don't know if it was the right time to go for him anymore. Truthfully, um, because you know last year that move made much more sense, but maybe it might have been more expensive, or I don't even know what the figures were, but. Now mm-hmm. that you know, everybody's, you know, Lingard's back, Ronaldo, like you said, playing out of his skin, uh, it's just hard to break into that team now. Um, you know, he's just going to, and this is not something I condone. It's something he's just going to have to wish or hope on a on an injury to somebody, uh, which is not something you do, but, you know, to have an opening. Because, you know, Sancho can play as a striker, by the way. Not, he's not a, a striker, you know. He's like mm-hmm. Sterling. You're not going to start him at the striker, but that's those are minutes he can get, too. But then you still have Cavani, you know? So it's just like, there's no opening for the boy. He's yeah, so that. when you do get there, you just got to fucking ball out and ball out every time and understand that you're not going to probably get a starting spot even if you ball out. But eventually, you know, that that gets you noticed. And uh, yeah. I, I think he's probably pissed off that he's not a shoe-in shoe starter. He's probably one of those like guys that mentally... You know, ha- doesn't have that chip in his shoulder where, you know, he, he has that entitlement that he, he yeah. deserves to start just because he's there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it could be, which you could argue that, you know, but uh, like I said, it's more of a matter of the lineup. He's at, he's on a more talented lineup than he was at, at Dortmund. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme for his position. Yeah, yeah, I guess, even though Dortmund was pretty good last season. Um, but even last year, he didn't have the same season. That, well, the season before the nineteen, uh, was it the nineteen twenty? Yeah, the nineteen twenty season was where, you know, he balled out and everyone started paying attention to him. But mm-hmm. then last season, the the twenty twenty one season, is he kind of regressed a little bit in terms of the hype and and the actual play, and uh, you know, maybe maybe it's just the bad bad run of form that's lasted months now. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Could be, could be, but yeah, um, that that wraps it up for United. I had meant to ask, but it slipped my mind. But yeah, yeah moving on, to the next match, uh, Chelsea beat Tottenham three 0 Um, you know, I only got to see the goals. I didn't really watch this match, so you might have better uh, analysis on this one. Yeah, um, Kane still not scoring, and uh, and that should definitely be worrying to Spurs fans. Um, my you know, from my understanding, what I've seen in the last few games is he's the, we know him to drop deep to get the ball and to make plays, but for some reason he's dropping even deeper now, and the offense isn't flowing all that great. Son is pinned to the left, and he's probably carrying an injury, I think, um, because he, he also hasn't had a great start himself other than I think I think they've only had one open play goal in the league and that was against City in the very beginning of the season. Right. Their their offense stinks right now, to tell you the truth. They're not really threatening. They played better in the first half against Chelsea, and then Tuchel figured out how to line them up better, and then from then on, Chelsea were able to to dominate possession and to attack and attack. And uh, three... I, I've got to say, though, Chelsea, they're not playing all that great. <laughs> I but, I think I think they're just really hard to score on, man. Mm-hmm. That like you know they can afford to play bad 
Well, they, the scary thing is, is yeah, like you said, like they can't afford to play bad. But the scary thing is, is when they actually do play well, fuck, man, that, that's going to be a tough team to play against. L- looking forward to the game this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect segue, I think. Oh, well, we're doing uh, previews now? Uh, yeah, that was the last game of the... Of the what's that? Oh, okay. oh yeah, no, I, was, I wasn't... Yeah, that's right. It was all of them. No, um, yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. Um I was just I I didn't I didn't have the games pulled up yet. Right, yeah, Chelsea against City. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a good game. That's a pretty good gauge of where both teams are in terms of top opposition. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I I don't think City are gonna win. I think Chelsea will win. Uh, and I have Chelsea winning one nil, one nil. Um, they're they're gonna play a very like. I, I mean, this is me predicting, trying to. I think they're going to play a very defensive game, um, you know, and and that seemed to work to work against City. It would ha- it would have to come down to Pep trying something completely new and hoping it works. But you know, uh, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in London. Yeah, I I could only see three points for uh, for the Blues, if you will. The London Blues. Yep. Yeah, it, it kind of seems that uh, Tuchel has City's number um, the last, I, I want to say, three meetings. Is it three? Three or could, four? Yeah, yeah, three or four. Uh, Chelsea's gotten the best of them, you know, not, not always under the best circumstances. But we beat them once, but, you know, they've beat us the other three times, I believe. Yeah, um, so, man, it, it's it's tough to, to pick against City just because... I don't know, you, you always figure that they're going to lose or have a tough game, and then all of a sudden they can come out with three or four goals out of nowhere. Um, and I don't know if Chelsea have quite that much of a attacking acumen. Um, having said that, based on the way that Tuchel Knowles had a lineup, I, you know, I'm going to predict a 2 0 win for Chelsea. Two. Yeah. Or, um, could be. I mean, could be true. I mean, Maybe Ake, Ake isn't really all that great. I mean, John Stones and Laporte are out, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe they are. And Ake's father, you know, rest in peace, just passed away. Um, yeah, last week. Yeah, so that's, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about the, the defense uh, being all that, as, as good as it can be for City. Mm-hmm. Especially with a monster like Lukaku, but you know that that battle with Ruben Diaz should be should be a good one. Yeah, I just I've never to this day I've never seen Chelsea like nut up and play us like that where they attack a lot. So if they if they would, then I I see City having an edge to score. But just knowing how Chelsea are going to line up five four one three at the back, you know Thiago Rudiger and um, uh, this dude I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah, Christensen. Um, you know that's that's a tough block to break down. So, you know, all they need is one counter, and and then after they get that one goal, they're they're happy to sit back. But, but I mean, that that's just the way I see things going. Um, the only thing that can change the 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 outcome of that game is if City score first. But that's like for me the best defense in the league right now. So I I just don't see it happening. It's it's a tough tough ask. Yeah, for sure. Um. Next match though, United Villa. That's a good game. 
Yeah, they had a couple of good games last season. Um, yeah. I'll still take uh, United um, two to one, three to one. All right. United, yeah, United. Uh, they're not getting clean sheets either. Yeah, yeah. I have a one to one, but hmm. you might think uh, they might be more motivated after what happened today. But I mean, I still think uh, like these type of teams always manage to grab at least a point against United. I mean. They weren't too far from it last game against West Ham and, you know, today. But we'll see. I mean, United are our favorites to win, but I, I wouldn't surprise me for a draw. You know, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just one of those games. Yeah. Um, next match, though, Everton against Norwich. Um, I kind of I kind of want both these teams to win, but I'll give them a draw as well. I'll take a 1-1 draw on that one. Yeah. Uh, Norwich's first points of the season. Yeah. Although, man, considering how uh, Everton have been playing, you really don't know what to expect. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You said that, brother. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Moving on from that, uh, Leeds versus West Ham. That's a pretty good match. That is a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think West Ham. I think they should have a. Is McKellen? Yeah, McKellen Antonio will be back. He's, He's back. Yeah. Done with the suspension, so I can only see good things for West Ham. Uh, Leeds are not looking good right now. So I, yeah, I see a West Ham maybe a two nil win. Two nil. Uh, man, you know. I'll I'll take a three three nil. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't just think... feel like a what uh, leads are are attacking all that great, mm-hmm. um, or defending all that great, I should say. Yeah, they just they look a bit off the mark right now. Oh yeah. Um, next match we have uh, the Foxes Leicester against Burnley. Uh, I have Leicester winning this uh, disappointing result for them against Brighton last week, albeit a good Brighton side. I think they're going to be fired up for this game. Uh, you know, Vardy did score in the last match. He He's kind of showing that he's still, like, you know, despite his age, he's still kind of like a focal point of that offense, at least for the final third, you know, yeah. and players. So I could just see, a like, a 2-0 win um, against Burnley. Burnley don't allow a lot of goals, but, you know, against a side like Leicester, I just, yeah, I, I like Leicester. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll agree with that. Yeah, next match, Watford, Newcastle. Uh, I'll take Watford. Um, the reason being because Watford look, um, they look very uh, motivated at the moment. You know, players playing, uh, you know, very well. Dennis, um, obviously, Ismail Asar, uh, Cunha, um, you know, a few other players in that team. And Newcastle, not playing bad either. You know, uh, obviously they drew against Leeds, so they're not terrible. But Leeds isn't that great this year. I, I'll just kind of go with the slight upset and go Watford. All right. Um, I'm taking a Newcastle. No, I'm taking a draw 2-2. Two, 2-2, two. Two, two, that's not bad. And next match, we have Brentford against Liverpool. And I've and this is the safest pick I have, I think, Liverpool 3-0. Another 3-0 for Liverpool? Yeah, I I think uh, right now with the they have so far some pretty good um you know oh well shit never mind except for Harvey Elliott um 
they have pretty good injury uh, luck so far. They have a good team. Their starting lineup is is good, and against Brentford, it's even better, I imagine. So, yeah, I just I find it hard to. I mean, they could even score more if I'm honest, but we'll see. All right. Yeah, Liverpool should stomp them out. Um, so yeah, moving on from that Sunday, uh, Southampton hosting Wolves. Mm-hmm. Man, wow. that's uh, a good one. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll take, take Wolves one zero. Oh yeah, it's just Southampton. They like drawing, so it I'll is. just I want them to break the record this season for most consecutive draws, whatever that is. We'll search that <laughs> later. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's and they're pretty close, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, next match, a much more climactic match: the North London Arsenal Spurs. What we all want. We love a good rivalry. And I think we talked about this off the record. For the last few years, it just feels like Spurs have got their number, you know. Win most of the matches. It's always close. And if anybody does win by a lot, it's usually Tottenham. And this goes back to the Pochettino days. Even with Mourinho, they were getting results. And I I, I think it, it can be likely with their current manager, Nuno. Although he plays kind of more like Mourinho. Kind of pragmatic. Tottenham aren't off to a crazy hot start they had a good result against City but I just really believe in Arsenal right now so I'll take Arsenal for the win I'll take Arsenal 2 nil. yeah yeah no, I was gonna take Arsenal 1-0 that's a that's a good shot too I just think once uh once Arsenal sc- score the first one I think Spurs will they'll they'll like taste blood try to go for the next and I mean they can hit maybe they equalize but if they don't I think that's gonna expose them and then Arsenal, their their attack is looking much better as as it opposed to as it did like maybe three weeks ago. You know, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Odegaard, Emil Smith Rowe, they're all getting on the score sheet. So, man, uh, it's funny it's how that that team like uh, like you say the names and it's like, damn, that's a good fucking team. But when it comes man. down to it, they don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They they, have, they haven't really put it together. I mean, lately, yeah, they have. They've had a few good wins in a row, but. You know, I I would like to see them beat Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham uh, right now. Uh, if you, if you're gonna take advantage of of Tottenham right now, I think is a good time to do it. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's gonna be a great game. Uh, I want I just want to see Arsenal uh, like display attractive football, which I think they're capable of. They they just need uh, they just need to stay healthy and motivated, and I think you know last two weeks they've been on that right path, so. For for my yeah. own sake, I hope to continue. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then um, the last game of the match week is uh, Crystal Palace uh, hosting Brighton. That's on Monday, and uh, you know I'll take uh, Crystal Palace two to one. I'll take a draw for that one. I'll take a one-one draw. Uh, pretty even teams, but yeah, I, I think um, it, it could really go either way. But I feel so like they're so equal. I feel like a draw would be possible but we'll see all right and then um let's see here uh do you want to talk about la liga a little bit we could do it yeah we could go through it briefly um i don't know if you if you want to just go over the major matches yeah yeah yeah, yeah. probably probably for the best yeah we're almost at two hours now um uh all right so um let's go back to friday um Go back to Saturday. Um, 
Atletico Madrid versus Athletic Bilbao, a 0-0 donuts. Um, That's a pretty good match, though. Um, Bilbao's having a pretty good start to the season. Atletico defending champs, you know, you you would, you know, figure that they, like you said earlier, they, they, you know, they're playing for that 1-0-2-1, you know, when they're not really going to blow teams out. Um, so it's, it's rare. So, yeah. Yeah. I think like so last think, season, maybe only once they, they, or twice, maybe they got like three nil, four nil. Yeah. They had a few games, but yeah, it's just, you know, just less likely than, than barely winning. And, yeah. uh, they'll grind out results. Um, next notable matches, Sociedad versus Tevilla. Another nil nil. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Those teams kind of balance each other out. Yeah. And then um, uh, Real Madrid uh, figures out a way to beat uh, Valencia. Um, mm-hmm. Valencia had a really good start to the season, better better than anyone could have anticipated. But they are missing a few players. They're missing uh, Carlos Soler, uh, Cherishev. Um, 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 I'm blinking out on a couple of them, but they do have they do have kind of an injury bug right now. Yeah. Um, having said that, they were pretty fortunate to to be beating Madrid, and in the last five minutes, five seven minutes, Madrid, you know, figures out a way to win. Uh, goals by Vinicius and Benzema, who are lighting it up early on. Benzema with, um, like I said earlier, fourteen uh, goal contributions uh, as of now, uh, which which is absurd, man. It's really really crazy. Um, um, did you have a stat or something that you? Yeah, I did, but I I was going to discuss it after we reviewed today's game. Oh, okay. But fair enough. Yeah. yeah we'll just wait till later. Yeah, and uh, which is coming in a few seconds. And then on Monday, uh, Barcelona uh, manages to get a draw against Granada. Um, yeah. Late minute. Uh, late... Ronaldo. Minute, right? Yeah, last minute. Uh, continuing the Uruguayan legacy that uh, that Griezmann and uh, and uh, Suarez had left. I mean Suarez yeah. left at Barcelona. Um, but yeah, that's that's a you know that's a point uh, gained. It's better than not getting any at all, I suppose. Silver yeah. lining for Barcelona fans. Yeah, not a bad not a bad side. I mean, they you know they can make things hectic. Machis. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They they made it pretty far in the Europa League, if I'm not mistaken, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they. I want to say they got eliminated by United. I think mistaken. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so not a bad team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the following day we had Atleti, uh, you know, see it out against Oblak, and um, you know, I would say Hetafe were kind of lucky to even be in the match. Um, they had a few like a few chances here and there, uh, and their goals. Kind of fortunate, you know, off the crossbar, then off O block, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's what what do you expect from a team of this level? But it was never easy. Uh, Hetafe, once they got that lead, they just really dug their heels in and mm-hmm. just took a pounding. So um, yeah, uh, Suarez gets his brace and uh, yeah, they, they they figure it out, man. They just find the That's way. That's what champions do. All right, and then on Wednesday. Uh, today, uh, Thevia hosting Valencia and she really gives him a bollocking in the first half. Papo yeah. Gomez, man, what a player. He's decent. 
He's decent, yeah. isn't he? What a player. Yeah, uh, he's tidy. But Sevilla as a whole are just, man, they're... They're, they're looking really like the goods. Yeah, yeah they, look, they look for real, man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they made, like, a little bit of a title charge. They kind of did last season, but... Yeah, yeah. No, they they can. They have the facilities. I mean, from front to back, you know. I think yeah. they have... I still still say this. I said it last year. They have the best center back in the league. You know? Juskunde? Uh, yeah, I, I just have to say that he is. I mean, you know, there's other good names out there. You know, Pau Torres is one of them, but, you know... This guy in this team and with the identity they have of being this shithouse team, this guy just seamless, you know, seamless transition into that team. And, yeah, we'll definitely have to watch out for them. Yeah, they're, they're really good, man. I'm, I'm kind of impressed by them. Yeah. And then um, to kind of round it off, well, Villarreal beat uh, Elche 4-1. Uh, to one. Yeah. It's pretty notable. Notable, yeah, for sure. And, you know, Mojica, again, providing the only sign of life for them. But... I mean, that's a guy you can watch and just be like, yeah, he he's definitely their best player. Even if he doesn't score, he's he kind of makes uh, shock waves. So yeah, one for the future. One we we should we should definitely keep an eye on for sure. And <clears> then uh, Real Madrid just fucking giving Mallorca the biggest bollocking you'll see. Yeah, uh, six to one, uh, hat trick by Asensio, brace by uh, Benz, and rounded off a uh, goal by. Uh, by Isco. Um, yeah, six to one, man. Um, Real Madrid aren't having problems scoring. They just, uh, someone, someone tweeted out something earlier today, something about, oh, uh, Madrid are just going to, uh, try to outscore inshallah. I'm like that. We, we only conceded once, man. If we're like conceding two, three goals every match. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe, but you know, uh, <laughs> one goal, you know, it sucks to not get a clean sheet uh, against a team like Mallorca, who let's be honest, is pretty much relegation fodder at this point, but that back line is terrible. Yeah, they, they're not; they don't inspire um, confidence for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're not doing as bad as we might be doing. Um, maybe that's just me kind of, you know, diluting the the problem. But it's uh, mm-hmm. but we're definitely not having problems scoring, and I feel like that was kind of a problem last season. Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know, it wasn't a big problem. I, I still think you guys managed, but I mean, now the I what I like or what I would like if I was a Madrid fan is seeing the variety of of options where the goals are coming from. I mean, I know Benzema is the leader in that, but you got Vinicius who didn't score today, but just you know talking in the grand scheme, past three weeks, he was always a threat. Always the threat. Oh, man. He, he even missed some gimmies that I'm like, dude, you should oh, finish he did that. Miss, yeah, he missed one where I was just like, all right, this is last season Vinicius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, Asensio was the big surprise, but, you know, you're seeing the goals from all these different areas, so that's definitely promising. Something I didn't feel as much last season. I felt like it was very Benzema-heavy, uh, and it still is today. Yeah. You know? And this, I'm going to drop the stat now. And this is from Mr. Chip, uh, who's probably the best or the most, like, like just on it in terms of statisticians on on tw- on Twitter for football, mostly I wouldn't say chess European because he loves Concacaf too, uh, the Spanish guys. So um, the stat is Benzema is the first player with at least seven goals and seven assists in his first six games ever in La Liga. Not hmm. even Messi, not even Messi has done that. Not nobody else. So it's it's a testament to how hot you know he started. 
don't get me wrong you know like some of them are just kind of like fortunate oh you know, dude, yeah. sideways like, passes like like, <laughs> like today you know but you know it's still an assist and it registers and without in the grand scheme without his foot meeting that ball to wall it back to um to asensio who's making the run that goal doesn't happen so i think it's valid though well the so, the first asensio goal um that one was a really good pass but like the second one where asensio curls it from the outside of the box and yeah, i i don't know oh uh, yeah are, yeah yeah that has That's less it. weight to it um but you know yeah that was, i thought that was very impressive and um you know he also did mark his i think 200th goal in la liga so that's Damn. Uh, yeah so that's that's very very significant i think um it lands him in, in in good company you know he's um he's cracked the top 10 now you know messi cristiano hugo sanchez raul de stefano players like that are up there and um yeah man it's crazy and another fun stat on on, on benzema before we depart this topic he's he's never finished top 10 in terms of ballon d'or voting and this year I find it hard for him not to be there, and if he doesn't, it's a crime. I I have him almost top five, if I'm honest. But as of now, yeah, he's got to be. Yeah. Well, he's got to be number one as of now. His for best this season. Get this: his best finish ever is 16th place on, on Ballon wow. d'Or voting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. It's messed up. It's messed. He's up. underrated. I he's mean, even been the, kind of underrated. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh yeah, but that's it on on my uh, Benzema tip i think so far he's been probably the most electric football in, in europe football footballer in europe but you know i again grain of salt only september but very promising so far yeah man for sure i'm i'm liking it yeah um do you want to wrap it up wrap it up dean all right man well uh, yeah uh, two guys two mics two pints is bottle number 63 um stay safe uh shit man uh take care of your health man i'm not feeling all that great to be honest with you ah man yeah get uh, with my guy <clears throat> yeah um we'll catch you guys next week hopefully hopefully it's nothing serious and we'll be able to do it in person yeah all right man well uh two guys two mics two pints uh take care of your mentals and take care of your chickens it'll be easy it'll be easy man all right